Hi, this is Robert Kiyosaki, and you're listening to Entrepreneur Circle with Eric Cabral. On this episode, I am all about starting your morning off right and then knocking out all those things exercise and reading and all the good stuff. Once it's done in that small chunk of the day, I'm good. I'm feeling really good. And you feel really pumped and already successful before a lot of people are awake. Hey there, folks. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of the Entrepreneur Circle podcast, where we inspire you by talking to entrepreneurs and business owners about mindset, goals, vision, tips and strategies on how to crush life and business. I am your host, Eric Cabral, real estate investor and a creative. I've been in the creative industry for over 20 years, got my start in New York City as a junior art director, and made my way up the corporate ladder to become the creative director at the number one pharma company in the world. That was until I decided to hang up my corporate hat and start my own creative agency called On Air Brands, where we broadcast your brand and your message using social media and live stream events. Hit us up at info at onairbrands.com to learn more. Also, like subscribe and share this podcast on social. We greatly appreciate you for it. And also don't hesitate to send us any feedback that you may have because we always love, love, love hearing from you. Before we jump into the show, I'd like to share what some of our sponsors, partners, and friends of the show have to offer you. Hello, this is Josh McCowan, CEO of Viva May Hospitality and the beautiful Renault Resort Winery. I have to tell you, the secret's out. And the secret is On Air Brands. On Air Brands Creative Agency, which specializes in launching podcasts, transforming live events into live streaming events, and social media marketing soup to nuts. On Air Brands has changed the game. There'll never be a day from here forward when you and I and our companies don't need to be on the air. Every brand needs to be on the air, but so few know that. So it's great to work with a group that are ahead of the curve and to find a company that has been built on the core foundation of the future of marketing. If you're ready to broadcast your brand like they've done for my brands, take the next step and make a change that can transform your business. Reach out to On Air Brands today. That's onairbrands.com. Yes, onairbrands.com. We have Annie Henderson on the show today and entering the circle. Thank you so much for being on the show. I know we've been talking for a long time about getting you on. Um, really appreciate your time today. Do you, I, I forgot to ask you, how much time do you have? Um, 45 minutes? I'm hour? good. I'm good because I'm central. And so I thought I was an hour later anyway. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But thanks. Thanks again for, yeah, thank you. for devoting some time to being on the show. Is this your first podcast? Of course it is. <gasps> Yay. <laughs> I love being first. That's awesome. Thanks, That's Eric. Awesome. But um, so Annie is amazing. And, and, and what I'd like to do, you know, with my show is oh, I, I have people on who often if not 99% of the guests inspired me at some point or another, or just inspire me in general. And whenever you and I spoke, um, and I don't, we were very early in our 
real estate days, real estate investing days. So we, we, we hit it off on that. Like, what are you doing and what do you plan to do? And right. We were like comparing notes and <laughs> we were babies. We were babies. <laughs> and now, you know, you're crushing it. You know, I'd like to say I am in many different ways. I never thought you are happen, but it's just like real estate really was the portal for me um, and my personal brand. And um, for you, it's like, I think you were, man, you had so many, for those of you who, who don't know what we're referencing, um, Annie and I took the Rich Dad, Poor Dad legacy um, um, educational courses. And you were like a veteran to me because you had so many stripes on your shirt, like how many courses you had taken versus what I had taken. And um, I was like, man, you know so much stuff. You know, what can you teach me? And you're like, no, I, I, I'm still learning too. <laughs> but um, I'm glad we've kept in touch and now we're able to share your story. Um, you know, you now have, and I'm just going to give a quick little bio for the folks that are home. Um, you are the owner and operator of North American B&B, which is a luxury business for vacation rentals, correct? Yes, sir. Um, and that is in, you said Scottsdale? Is that one? Yes, it's, it's technically, Arizona? yeah, Paradise Valley. So if most yeah. people m might be familiar with Scottsdale. Yeah, yeah, I have to come visit. I've, I've been to Flagstaff. I've been to um, Sedona, um, Phoenix. Sedona, exactly, all the big places, but never Scottsdale. I have to come visit yours. It's beautiful, your, your beautiful. Um, but yeah, so I, I, at the time, I think you and I were talking about wholesale and creative financing, and <laughs> um, um, when and then thank God for social media because that's how I was keeping abreast of you know what you were doing and how you jumped into the luxury space. Um, I'm really inspired by that because I know zero, little to nothing about it. So I'm hoping that I'm going to learn a lot from this and my listeners are going to learn a lot. So um, yeah, that, that's that's pretty much where I was hoping to focus today. And also um, we could talk a little bit about your life coaching business and, and anything else that you want to share. So um, Annie Henderson. So Give us a little bit of a flavor for how it all began. You know, like I always mention, you know, what's your superhero comic book issue number one, your origin story? <laughs> okay, good, good intro, Eric. That was impressive. Um, so let's see. I actually started off um, with education. Um, not where I planned to go. I was trying to <laughs> wiggle around and get into um, psych program and my, um, my college also offered a, a five-year master's program in education. So I was like, you know what, I'm going to go ahead. Yeah. Just add on another year and I'll have a master's and I'll leave with a, a bachelor's and a master's. Sounds like a great deal. I can do that. Um, so I did that. Um, thinking that I was going to go ahead and, you know, they just let me in. I wouldn't have to take that, the GRE to, to get into the master's program for psych. And I just kind of, I sidetracked and I was in education and I, I loved it. Um, I taught first grade for probably over a decade at a title one school. Mm. First graders there, that elementary school is my passion. I love that age group. Um, and then I went ahead and got my master's degree in um, school counseling and then my master's degree in professional counseling um, and then my LPC. So I had got to do LPC. What does that stand for? Uh, licensed professional counselor. Okay. So I got to see 
um, adolescents and families and couples. And uh, so I, I have a great idea of those kiddos when they're little all the way up to um, teenagers. Um, so that was fun. And then I got a wild hair in. <laughs> uh, so I, uh, the rich dad, poor dad found me and I was actually inspired from my, um, my life partner, Sam. Mm -hmm. She had, uh, just mentioned something. Uh, she, you know, hadn't really had a passion in her mind. And I was trying to think of something one summer when I was off for a good chunk of, of fun summertime, uh, that, uh, something else that sh she could be passionate about. And I started looking for something and then I saw this and um, my dad has always been into real estate, land, cars, anything. While he was working, he would always be doing something. Um, so I think it's a little bit in my blood. It just took a while to, to fully kick in. Is he an investor? He not trained in any way. Mm -hmm. Like he's just one of those geniuses that has the numbers and like can make any creative deal happen. Yeah, absolutely. If I were to ask him to train me, that couldn't happen. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Right. Right. But, um, but he figured it all out. Like he invests in, in property. And... Yes. Yeah. Wow. He has. Okay. Yes. So amazing. He can, and, but he, I, my weaknesses I can see in him as well. So mm -hmm. like when it comes to being the research and the numbers people, that's yeah. not us. You guys so, are the creatives. You're the the visionaries. Yes. Did likely. you ever take that Colby A index? No, I looked that up. I <laughs> shame. No. I'm embarrassed no, no, to say no. I didn't even hear of it until you mentioned it and I had to look it up. Yeah. I mean, I want to dive into that. Um, absolutely. Let's do that right after I find out a little bit more about your dad because I'm all about, um, you know, distilling and, 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 um, extracting how entrepreneurs, um, are born, you know, <laughs> literally, you know, came from, you know, your, your father, who I'm sure as you were growing up, um, you witnessed, was he like managing properties or was he like in the game? You know, you, you, were you visiting was, flips and what was happening when you were, you know? Yes. You know what? I don't, think so. I think we were very in the dark. My mom probably sheltered us and was probably thinking, oh my gosh, what's <laughs> happening? And of course, back then there were there were only landlines. So it was always yeah. ringing in the middle of dinner. Right. And so I think, you know, from a family standpoint, it was more of, oh my gosh, like dinner's interrupted again. So I think yeah. I got, maybe I saw a little bit of that from my mom's side. Mm -hmm. But yeah, my dad... He, he was just, always wheeling and dealing. He just kept going. Was yes. that what he did full time or was that like a side hustle for him? No, it was just a side hustle. Oh, like wow. He's, he's always been like a, a farm boy. So yeah. like land, hay, like let someone buy the rights to go hunt on the land. Like mm. he just was making money in so many different ways that I had no clue. Okay. Wow. And so, it, so even though you didn't have a clue, I'm sure you know, as you were growing <laughs> up, right? Like yeah. you were, you were absorbing things, you know, on a subconscious level. Um, and I say this just because I'm in hopes that, you know, my daughters are picking up, you know, me exactly. running around and hustling and, you know, they come to houses, you know, and my daughter's like, who lives here? And I'm like, nobody, <laughs> you know, um, you know, eventually when she grows up, you know, and I'm imagining, you know, little Annie, you know, walking through something, mm -hmm. 
and figuring out what's going on. And, you know, because kids are very perceptive, right? They figure they it are. out. They are. What's happening and that you don't have a normal job or your dad didn't have a normal job or, um, you know, so if you could speak a little bit more about, um, you know, growing up and when you started to realize, okay, yeah, my dad is like, <laughs> he's like crushing life and he's figuring out, you know, how to provide in more ways than one. Right. So my parents actually uh, split up when I was in high school. Um, and there's, you know, some other family issues going on um, in, in, in the background. But my dad, I don't think it really even hit me. I was definitely someone that just, I was, I played sports all through mm-hmm. from five and I just lived sports um, and didn't really get out of my lane. Yeah. <laughs> like I wasn't what, overly confer- concerned. What was your sport? I I tried to play them all. Oh, In wow. high school it was What was your go-to? Volleyball, soccer, softball. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Those are my those yeah. are my main 3. Awesome. Um So your dad, yeah, he uh you're you're doing your yeah. thing in school and Yeah, uh, I don't think it really hit me until I started looking into it. I'm like, oh my gosh, my dad's, this is his thing. So then as you started to get into it, um, did you feel comfortable, you know, like having him, you know, sort of give you advice and say, you know, hey dad, you know, I kind of realized what you were doing all that time. Now I'm doing it, you know. You have yeah, any? you know what? I I tried. My my dad's a unique kind of guy. Yeah, he's he's almost has that kind of savant. Like mm. I can do it. I can't Brilliant. really teach you about it. Yeah, yeah um, so true. Gotcha. Sometimes can't even like you know keep track of how much he does have going. Mm. So whereas I can be similar to him, where I might not have all that research and all the details. Like one yeah. time I I did ask him. I was like. So who ended up buying that house? Uh, I think his name was Steve. <laughs> and I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> um, so we might, my brother and I are like, we should probably start taking notes. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You know, especially, you know, our parents are getting up in age and, you know, I, I you know, see my, my in-laws and my, my parents and I'm like, you know, as morbid as, as, as it may sound, you know, we need to start talking about what we're going to do here. Um, right. You know, mm-hmm. cause I'm already, you know, and you know, you and I come from the same, you know, educational background with real estate. Um, they're always preaching, you know, like protect your assets and yes. what's going to happen when you're gone. You know, so we did the whole, um, my name escapes me, the, the, uh, land, uh, trust, um, yeah. not land trust, but, um, what is it called when you when you plan for the the future and your kids and anyway the name escapes me I, I see the I see the Anderson binder on my shelf right now you know in a big plaque that says we uh, all have that one I'll put it in the show notes and I'm sure people are listening like it's blah blah you big dummy but um yeah yeah like you know just protecting everything and making sure that everything is is planned out so you know God forbid it happens too soon you know there is there is a process in place mm-hmm. to, to proceed. But anyway, um, so you figured all that out. Um, you knew you had a resource, but he wasn't the ideal sort of person to share that knowledge. And I experienced the same thing too, um, right. where there's people around me that are super successful. And I'm like, how did you do it? You know, mm-hmm. you need the code. And, <laughs> and not, not everyone's a great teacher. Like uh-uh. Not everyone yeah. knows how to communicate 
that idea or how they even did it, right? They just like, I do it, you know, I can't teach it. Um, The naturals. So um, let's, let's, let's go back in time to when we first met a couple years ago where, you know, you were trying to figure it out. So you knew you wanted to do real estate. You knew you wanted to step away from education on that level, right? In your nine to five. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, what was your experience, you know, getting educated, getting confident, and then finally deciding? Because I know the last time you and I physically were together and met, um, you were you're kind of dabbling in a few things Mm -hmm. and now you're like full on with your Airbnb and your luxury um, investment. So yeah, talk a little bit about that journey through your educational. Oh goodness. So I, I imagine that there are others like me that love to learn, um, love to learn and don't mind jumping into a program and then another program. Yeah. Um, and real estate, I feel in general is just, and I don't want to say it's oversaturated because I feel like that's an excuse maybe that some people say as an excuse to why it's maybe not be, it might not work out. I know sometimes, you know, junior investors get in there and and then they mess with the prices and it's not as great of a deal, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, but yes, so rich dad, poor dad, and then I knit a we did another big group right after that. Oh, really? Oh, yes. I didn't know that. Thinking, oh, maybe this, maybe this group is the right one for us. Yeah. Um, which, thinking back, I can see how, you know what, we were, like, our brains were so small and had to expand a little mm-hmm. bit each time. Yeah. Because when we first started, you know, we were super nine to five people. Mm-hmm. We, you know followed followed the rules and and all of that stuff. So even though we didn't do all the great things we thought we were going to do with the rich dad poor dad, mm-hmm. just our minds expanded to where okay, we took in a lot, we learned like some good base groundwork and then we were ready to to try something else. And it and just like meeting you for example, mm-hmm. I'm all about not um, not, uh, I enjoy and can appreciate something about each of these experiences, mm-hmm. even though I might've invested a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You and me both. Um, and sometimes people ask me, do you regret it? And, and never in a million years, because right. it led me down this path, which would have never have happened if we didn't mm-hmm. do all those things. Right. You, you wouldn't, you know, have your luxury rentals. You wouldn't have, you know, um, you know, all the successes that you've had to date without doing that. You know what the, that educational program did for me personally was prove to me that it was real because I didn't know anyone who invested in real estate personally. Mm-hmm. Um, I called a few friends and family and they kind of like all poo-pooed it. They were like, oh, it's tough. Oh, it sucks. And then <laughs> I was like, something tells me I'm not the right person I should be talking to. <laughs> right. So then, you know, when it came into my Facebook feed or whatever it was, you know, um, you know, free, free day, um, you know, come, come get your learn on. I was like all about it and hearing them on stage and them showing, you know, in their presentations, how much they've accomplished. I was like, yeah, this Mm -hmm. is real. I'm in, I'm all in. So I'm sure that kind of had a similar effect 
with you, right? Just yes, definitely. Yeah. Each so, yeah, each thing led to something where yeah. I've met met some amazing people, and my mind just grew and grew until like yeah. one thing led to another, led to another. Where that's where I found got into Airbnb. Yeah, yeah. So let's do it. Let's jump right into Airbnb. So um, educate me and everyone else who doesn't have a clue about this because I know <laughs> it's a working thing. There's a guy here um, in our co-working space that does it as well. And I'm like, oh, it's funny. I'm, I'm talking to Annie um, in a few days. I'd like to compare notes because I think you're, you're more experienced than he is. He's, well, actually, he's got a few. Um, I should connect you guys. Uh, but um, yeah, tell us a little bit about how that all happened and how you decided to jump into the Airbnb space. Gotcha. So we personally, um, when we would go on a vacation, um, would would use Airbnb just because we we loved the sharing yeah. aspect. Like it's just cool. The locations, you know, a little personality with your yeah. stay. So much better than a hotel. Yes, I love it. Um, yeah. So we started doing that, um, <clears throat> and I was like, "Gosh, that would be really cool to have an Airbnb." And then you could, you know, you could stay there if you wanted to in between, <laughs> yeah. and just do a little bit of everything. Yeah, one of my business partners calls it. Um, um, what is it? So it, when you invest in multifamilies or, or just anything, you, it's, um, what do they call it? I'm sorry, I'm going to butcher it. But uh, it's like use investments that you can use and have fun, you know? Yeah. So this is one of those, right? But anyway. Yeah, right. That's, I feel like that's the best. That's yeah. the best. Yeah. So um, I actually had joined, uh, it was on one of those other big programs, mm -hmm. um, you know, how they like to promote some other stuff. Yeah. So it was actually his name's Brian Page. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know if you've heard of him, but no. I believe it's B and B Formula. Mm -hmm. And it was <laughs> I joined another program, of course, mm -hmm. but it was like the price point and what I got from it was so so much better than everything else. Yeah. They're actually two of my favorite programs were like the cheapest programs that I've ever joined. <laughs> it was amazing. It was amazing. Um, but so Brian Page, and he just, you know, he, I think he's revamped it by now. And I'm just, maybe prices have gone up. I don't know. But it was so to the point, And it was about um, arbitrage and doing, mm. instead of owning the property, just doing rental arbitrage. Mm -hmm. So... Um, I just followed through it the first time and I went out one day and made, uh, lots of appointments to go and talk to people just wanting to, to rent long-term mm -hmm. their houses. And, and I've, if I'm sure you can tell by my speaking <laughs> pattern, that's not my favorite thing to do is, uh, <laughs> speak off the cuff. uh, but I had three appointments that day and, um, I only took one because it was my first, but all three of them were totally interested in it. Mm -hmm. And some of them had never even heard of Airbnb. So it was me going in and just being completely honest and sharing what I was going to do and why it was so much better than, go ahead. No, I was just curious what, and I want you to finish your thought, you know, yeah. on how to, um, you know, convince them and how much better it is. But were these investors that owned property and you saw that they had vacancies? How, yeah. How did that okay. was totally it. It was so just you, people that were looking for a long-term renter. And okay. I came in with just other suggestions. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So this course taught you how to 
market those individuals and how to identify the ideal properties and assets that would be beneficial to this type of strategy. Exactly. So that's awesome. Yeah. Yes. I, I want to take this course. I'm going to look up Brian Page when we're done. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So very cool. Continue. So yeah. So you were talking to the investors and you were telling them how, how great it could be and how you can mm -hmm. all mutually benefit. So yeah. it was, I mean, let's see, it was probably an, maybe an hour total worth of time and they're good to go. Wow. Like yeah. no, no marketing, no Facebook ads, no, yeah. I just called them up, Amazing. set an appointment. I, you don't tell them over the phone what you're doing, but you set yeah. an appointment, go out there and then you take a look and see if it works for you. And then that was it. What I love about it is um, you can approach them as a, uh, a tenant, right? So that's what you do, right? Yes. I guess you, you, you call and you say, Hey, I'm interested in your property. Call as an it's interested party. Cool. Yeah. 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 I do that often with business expos. So I'll say, cause we have a live streaming service for, uh, for my company on air brands. And, um, I call them and they think that I want a table for the expo, uh -huh. which, which we do, but yeah. we're not going to pay for it. And <laughs> it opens the conversation with the, the organizer of the event. And it's similar to what you're doing where we just say, Hey, I'm interested in, in, in coming in and, and renting. But then when you meet, you got a bigger plan for them. Like, mm -hmm. Hey, by the way, I have a company that does X, Y, Z. How do you like them apples? You know, <laughs> that's pretty cool. So yeah. Can you, can you give us like what that experience is like, um, you know, from not just your perspective, but if you, you know, what is it like for them as well? Like once they're, you know, interested and in, like, do they get excited about it or do they, there's some trepidation there? Um, I think it's a mixture. It's a big, <laughs> big ball of all of it. Yeah. So they, um, yeah, at first, you know, you can see their eyebrows and their eyes like, wait a second, but they, you know, they just listen. Um, because you have like, you know, stuff to say and you go through your reasons of why. And, you know, while you're walking the property, you're building that rapport. Yeah. You're showing that you're just a normal person. You're yeah. not all salesy. And, right. And I mean, it's really a pretty, pretty easy conversation. Um, but yeah. Yeah. So then, so you walk the property with them, you get a gauge and a feel for their appetite. Um, mm -hmm. And I'm sure there's been instances where you're like, yeah, this is probably not going to work, um, you know, with this person. But um, well, I think what's cool about you being there and you say that that is not your strength, but you know, from what I know of you, um, it is because you're very trustworthy, you know, and I think that in business is a superpower because you, um, you automatically have this aura of trust about you. And if you're in, in a meeting with someone like that, why wouldn't they go for it? Because you, you have a trustworthy face, you have a trustworthy voice. Like there's everything about you that is not, like you said, it's not salesy. Um, you're, 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 you, you, you seem to have integrity without even knowing you, you know, there's a lot <laughs> of things that, you know, that, that really work to your benefit, um, in this arena. Right. Well, thanks, Eric. Um, so That's I, nice you, to Okay, I'm sure you're aware of that, but um, uh, <laughs> but you know, I mean, if you're not comfortable with it, you always have you know a business partner, or you can always hire somebody. You can always get someone to do that yes, dirty work, right? You know, but for you. but I I like the fact that you know going into this, I was like, oh, I don't, 
Like, this is not me. This isn't going to work for me. Like I didn't, I couldn't get it to go. Not that I had that mindset. I mean, I was talking myself up. I was practicing what I needed to say, but I do feel like it's one of those, if I can do it, anyone else can do it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So for those of you listening out there who have fears and we all do, um, we're all human. Yes. Um, You know, Annie's able to do it. I know tons of people that are doing it. Um, And it's very much like it reminds me, I mean, when you got into real estate um, investing, there's many, many strategies and most, if not all of them require us to, you know, have FaceTime with people, like mm-hmm. whether it's a motivated seller um, that is living in a house that's going to be foreclosed on, you have to have that conversation, um, um, you know, directly across the table. Or if you're talking to another investor and you want to purchase their multifamily or, you know, um, you're talking about creative finance with with someone you know, that they wanted an owner, uh, owner financed. Um, there's a lot of things where we have to have FaceTime, right? It, real estate yes. is the type of business where um, it's, a, it's, it's, it's about relationships, right? Mm-hmm. And, and trust. Um, so you, so relationships and trust. So you recently brought on a, a, a business partner, am I correct? Yes. Or, yeah. That's so, correct. so what happened to you? that made you finally say, I need to make this happen. (laughs) So, so with, with that first North Texas BNB, I, I ended up getting four and I had systems and it was great. Uh, As we mentioned before that Colby A index, I knew I had big weaknesses. Yeah. Let's go down there. Okay. So let's, let's come back to that because you mentioned it and I know people are probably like, what the heck is Kobe? (laughs) Well, I know I am. And and you know what? I'm lowering the mic here because my neighbor is is pounding on, I don't know what he's pounding at. I have a a lawyer next door and he's uh, probably putting up more plaques from his accolades. (laughs) Just crushed another course. Yeah. So um, go into Kobe A and then, yeah. And then let's re let's, let's, let's um, revisit what you were talking about. Okay, and I don't want to um, do it a disservice, so definitely look it up. But um, one of the groups that I was in, um, they they did have us take the Colby A index, and it's not free, but it you learn a lot about yourself. Um, I believe it's a cognitive test, so it's not a personality test, not a five love languages test, <laughs> not an IQ test. You learn more about um, how you do things. And I believe there's four. So there's like research, there's systems, there's creative, and there's the hands-on. So it's not either or. You're usually somewhere along um, the spectrum for for all of those. And if you've been in any business for yourself, especially uh, real estate, research is so very important on so many levels. Just knowing your numbers um, it's huge. And that is a big weakness. I'm at the very low end on it where I just know it will work and go for it, which is just like my dad, like, Oh, that's good. I got that. Um, so I needed to find somebody, um, that was a high red that I could partner with, especially going into luxury and dealing with those kinds of numbers. Mm. I was like, I've got to find somebody just to keep myself safe and out of trouble. Yeah. So how did you go about, so that's great. I mean, you very systematically figured out, okay, I need this. Um, 
and you needed proof, right? It's funny because I view you as a creative, you know, a right brain. Um, but as entrepreneurs, we have to be both, you know, but I think your strength is in that. And, um, you know, you know, forgive me if I'm wrong. Uh, I, I, I agree. I agree. But, um, you know, for me, I, once I realized that, um, and people in my circle were obviously the left brain and, and mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. strong in numbers and didn't want anything to do with creative. Um, I started to sidle up next to those people more than the people who were like me because I right. found, yeah, I found that they were the crutch to my limp. And um, yeah, I, but it was more about instinct and, and, and feeling that out and, and mm-hmm. having um, a relationship with someone already. So a lot of my business partners now, um, we partner because we worked together in some aspect. So how did you approach uh, finding your business partner? <laughs> you knew exactly what you needed, but were they already in your circle? Uh, they were already in my circle. Okay. Um, they were actually a mentor. <laughs> wow, very so cool. I had, you know, gone off course and, you know, I, I was being mentored on the traditional sense of uh, wholesaling and flipping. Mm-hmm. And then I went into uh, mobile homes and Airbnbs and just kind of went, <laughs> went off course and would, you know, we would check in and I would share what I was doing as well. And, and, you know, they seemed a little intrigued and wanted to hear, uh, you know, more about it. So when I decided to up my game and go into luxury, I was like, Hey, uh, you want to come play in this <laughs> this game? And they were on board. Men, uh, am I back? I had to press that. Oh, oh yes. So, can you hear me? Um, so your mentor was a coach from from uh, other real estate areas. Right? Yes. Other so I thought, hey, this person knows what they're doing. <laughs> they know what they're doing. They're proof, um, you know, track record, um, but not necessarily in Airbnb, though. Correct. Right? Correct. So what made you confident that they would be able to crush this space as well? Um, well, I knew that they were successful in what they did. They were also successful in like a previous, their career. Mm. Um, and they were successful enough to be in a coaching leadership position. Yeah. So I thought, you know what, that's, and we already had a relationship. So okay. I, there's some proof of concept there. I knew, I knew what this person was like. I knew that we got along and had similar values mm-hmm. um, and they were okay. um, up for the ride. So you hadn't done any business with them prior, just more of as a mentor student type of relationship. Correct. Correct. Um, so how difficult was that to approach him, her about, you know, your ideas? Um, that was an easy approach, I, I guess, because I had been telling him about my, my smaller ones. So the non-luxury side, I'd been, you know, telling him all about my North Texas B&B and what I was doing and telling him, you know, what my occupancy rate was. Um, and of course in downtown Dallas, uh, it's a pretty good occupancy rate. Um, so, uh, he, you know, he, he's a numbers guy, so he knew that that was making sense with those numbers. Um, and because I had experience with it and he didn't, then he kind of, you know, it changed our position a little bit where I was a little more of an expert with Airbnb. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Um, so 
was it more of a dip or toe in or was it like jump head first um, type of relationship into the business? Um, that was kind of a jump head first. Nice. I mean, with, with luxury, I mean, with, you know, great risk comes great reward. Mm -hmm. So it, it was, and it's, it's actually, I live in Texas and he lives in Florida. So neither of us are near the property. So there mm -hmm. had to be, you know, some previous trust there. Yeah. Um, and he, he has a lot of, not a lot of little kids. He has some more stuff that keeps him local. And, mm -hmm. you know, we had talked about, okay, well, I, I have a little more flexibility in my schedule where, you, you know, I can fly out and do most of the setup. Um, mm -hmm. uh, so, yeah, we kind of just jumped in. Okay. So that's awesome. I love hearing partnership formation stories and how people sort of evolve that relationship into a more lucrative relationship. Um, so can you talk a little bit about the strategies and tactics behind getting into Airbnb? Um, you know, how does it work from a distance? Like I know people who do it locally and they're very much able to get in their car, you know, change the soap, <laughs> out, you know, put in a new towel or hire someone to do it. And, but they, they're there, you know, next to the brick and mortar. But how does that work for you in building businesses and systems and people that you trust to manage it for you? Gotcha. So that's, that's a great question. And actually my most, my MVP for the business is my cleaning crew actually, because they're there, they're going to be there right after each guest. So they're the first eyes on the property. So you have to really trust them, trust that they're going to do such a good job that no one's going to complain. Um, they're in charge of inventory. If something gets low, especially from way out here. Um, so they have to be great communicators. Um, so yeah, the systems for the cleaning crew and the handyman. So out there, uh, besides like yard, yard care and pool care, those are my, those are my main two. And the handyman's just, uh, on occasion. Okay. Um, but yeah, the cleaning crew is the most, most important. Okay. So yeah, I'm, I, I want to, hmm, there's so much I want to dive into um, <laughs> on your property there, because for those um, who want to check it out, you can go to paradisevalleycastle.com and it's, it's amazing. I was completely shocked. I mean, it looks like P Diddy's, you know, rental <laughs> or Jay-Z oh, and Beyonce's Eric, house. I had to tell like, a, I had to tell yeah, a funny story please. real quick. So we have, you know, we have, I have a wink hub that controls our Schlage lock so I can mm -hmm. put in new codes and change so them cool. and lock it. Um, we have an Arlo camera on the mm -hmm. outside, uh, Nest thermostat, stuff where I can control almost everything from mm -hmm. my phone. But uh, so it alert us, you know, when it picks up someone coming in and I knew what time the guests were going to check in. And it was like a guy's, I think it was for the waste management tour. So like 16 guys. <laughs> coming in so I was like I'm just gonna I'm just gonna pull this up for a second and listen and they were coming in and you hear one of them go oh it's MTV Cribs and I was like oh no oh no <laughs> oh no yeah that is so not just, a good uh, sign I turned that off but it it went well um and it's Paradise Valley so it's a it's a really fancy beautiful nice um cul-de-sac that we're actually on mm. and the neighbors because 
the previous or the owner, actually, the landlord did a horrible job and would just let anyone, everyone in the neighbors hate him. (laughs) And so they were really fearful. And I actually did, you know, go out and reach out to the neighbors because they're kind of a part of your team as well. Yeah. Oh, Um, that's great. That's great. But yeah, the MTV crib that. Yeah. Whenever you hear that, it's like, okay. (laughs) Oh my God. But I was, I was also proud that we reached that level. Like it was that cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely a shock to me because when I hear Airbnb, um, you know, I, I experienced, you know, small apartments, you know, Mm -hmm. in major cities. Um, I've never stayed, stayed at an Airbnb like yours before. Um, but I'm curious. So it's, it's, it's one huge house. I don't know if you know the square footage off the top of your head. It's uh, a little over 6,200 square feet. (laughs) And it has 16 rooms in it. So do you often just rent to one party or are there times when it's all different because it's separate rooms, right? You can have 16 separate rooms. Uh, I don't, um, I'm not sure what you saw. Um, it's So it's six, six bedrooms. Oh, six. Okay. I think it's 16. I'm like, I, can, I look at this and I totally believe 16. Yeah, it's huge. It can sleep 16. I can sleep 16. Gotcha. gotcha. There you go. It can sleep yeah. 16. It's six rooms. Um, nope, nope. It's so definitely gearing it towards like um, groups of people coming in. So instead of like you're having a family trip or a reunion or something, or even a girl's trip, instead of staying in five different apartments or motel rooms, you can all just hang together and all stay in the same space and not lose time traveling. And then at that point, the price is actually pretty reasonable Mm. if you split it up among all those people. Yeah, yeah, it's approachable for people if it's in bite-sized chunks for them. Um, so, what is the? Because um, I know it's beautiful in Arizona. Um, it is. Is it seasonal this type of rental? Um, for Arizona, yes, mm. yes, because it does get nice and toasty in the summer. Oh, it gets too hot. But for um, for myself, because I definitely <laughs> want to go out there. <laughs> my, you know, my daughter and even my <laughs> teacher friends, we're all off in the summer. So I'm like, Whoa. guys, I know where we're going. <laughs> so cool. Oh my <laughs> so when goodness. there's some gaps in the summer, hey. Yeah. That's the perfect time for uh, us. There's I a love pool, that. there's the game room. Yeah. Wow. I'm I'm definitely let me know when you're there. Uh, I'm more than happy to pay you to stay there. <laughs> Come on. Oh my goodness. I'm not kidding. I'm serious. <laughs> um oh speaking of, so what you mentioned prior to the show that anybody who is a listener of Entrepreneur Circle um will have an opportunity to check your space out. Um did you want to talk about that little promo? Sure, all? sure. Yeah. If you're listening to this podcast and you mention the awesome Eric Cabral. <laughs> yeah, mention me or the the show or the podcast. Yeah, you can you can have a discount off of your stay. So Very just cool. if you if you message me or send an inquiry and just let me know that you um you are familiar with him and his podcast, uh, we'll definitely hook you up with a discount off your Very stay. Cool. Thanks for doing that. Um, I'm gonna and in the show notes, everybody will have access to your contact information. So look for that, folks. Um, but yes, yeah, so. Um, I wanted to sort of, I'm sorry if I keep talking about the Airbnb thing because it's just fascinating to me. Yes, it is. Especially at this level. Um, how 
How do you foresee where you're going with that business? Because right now you have, like, how scalable is it, basically? Um, so that's that's the beauty of it. It's the first one is where you, you know, you're working out kinks and figuring out, um, there's so many different things you can use, but like I, I use Guesty to help ma- manage some of the automation. Once you work, you know, which Schlage lock and like I install the locks myself. Mm-hmm. Like I'm fam- so familiar with setting them up in Texas. I know how to set that up. I knew to, I know how to do a lot of troubleshooting. So that's nice. Mm-hmm. Um, so scaling. So for example, in Texas, I got my first one and we were in profit, I think the second month. So I was like, okay, this is easy. So then I got two um, apartments and then um, another house, like all pretty close together. Um, so that was, it was, it was simple and it was just adding one more. So mm-hmm. after you have the first and you've, you know, proven that it works and you mm-hmm. kind of know the numbers are on the one, scaling is, is pretty easy. Hmm. Now with luxury, it might be a, a little bit of a different beast. Yeah. I, I'm curious, you know, cause I'm a multi-family guy yes. and when we do the numbers, you know, we usually account for 8% vacancy. How does it work for an Airbnb? How do you account for vacancies when you do your numbers? Gotcha. So yeah, very different between yeah. the North Texas versus the, the North yeah. America and the luxury with the North Texas, like with my Dallas homes I had I had some that were like 90% occupancy like it was it was high 90s it was amazing wow but um I know with this one with it being seasonal you want it to be um you want it to be so like when we were learning this one because there was uh Brian Pages and then one of his students, um, his name's Dave Bynum, he actually went on to develop his own luxury. So his mm. is Lux Home Pro. Okay. Give them a shout out. Lux Home Pro. <laughs> Lux Home <clears throat> That focus solely on luxury mm-hmm. um, and teaching the process for that. Uh, so that um, shooting even at 50 to 60%. So how, how do you, so how do you project that if you, so you get to know the area first, mm-hmm. like, okay, what's the tourist spots? What are the areas that, you know, Correct. will be hot during this season and not so in this season? Like, mm-hmm. so you, so you, you have a lot of research to do. I imagine more so than I think like residential and, and commercial. Well, commercial, I think is a, is a heavy lift. Like when, when analyzing numbers and commercial, because, you know, Trying to figure out vacancies in a commercial space, um, you know, with the economy, you know, factoring in the economy and then factoring in the areas and what's going to potentially be uh, cropping up in that area. Like mm-hmm. th- that affects you too, right? So mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. oh, they're building a stadium there. You know, this is going to be a hot spot. Like, so tell me a little bit about the strategies behind identifying an asset or a property to, to turn into this Airbnb. So going in and looking in at, you know, a certain area, um, you would think with, with luxury, you might want, you know, you won't, you don't want a lot of competition, Mm. but the competition is proof in that area that it does work. Mm. So where like I live in North Texas, (laughs) too far away from Dallas, even there, you know, there's lakes, there might only 
and when I say luxury, it might just be more in terms of number of people it, it can sleep. Okay. So, so not what, necessarily, what, in, even though mine does look like a castle and it looks like it does, it, it's pretty one of a kind looking, right? Mm-hmm, absolutely. Um, looking at just something that is big that can fit the whole family and that has a lot of those cool amenities mm-hmm. all in one. Yeah. That's kind of what we're looking for as well for luxury. Okay. So when you do your research, first you find um, an area that you're comfortable with or you know. Mm-hmm. I imagine. But when starting out, how do you identify an area? Do you just go right to the major cities? Um, so definitely you have to check the the laws first. Yes. yes. Uh, I know a little yes. bit about that. I know there's, there's some hiccups and some dis- hurdles for people. Um, there are, right? there are. So we're the I, friendly states. Yes. You know what? <laughs> do, do your research. Yeah. I am not the research one. All right, right, right. I am the person that asks the people that have done the research. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. So I actually went into that area. As you can tell, it's nowhere near me or my partner um, because I knew people had already researched the area. It was already good to go. I love that. I, I do the same thing. Yes. Yeah. Don't reinvent the wheel. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, because yeah, I don't want to get stuck in a horrible situation, especially with that kind of monthly expenses and stuff on, on my end, mm-hmm. not knowing the market and that it's going to, going to work, uh, that could be a, a big disaster. So yes, that's, like I said, that's why I took on a partner and that's mm-hmm. why I asked the people that already know yeah. I wasn't starting over from Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. So you have team members and partners that sort of do their due diligence and, um, you know, help you along that process. Correct. Um, so when you, you're talking about how you speak to the investor or whoever owns the property, um, that makes sense when, you know, it's within driving distance, mm-hmm. but how do you do it with this? Like, how did you call and say, Hey, I'm interested in your thing. And then, and then show up, you know, hours, you know, of a flight. <laughs> like, how does that work? Um, that is a, that is a great question. So the, the, yes, this property in Arizona, <clears throat> it, um, again, that one started on a phone call and I couldn't show up and walk the property in person. Mm -hmm. So I had to talk. Luckily, this specific property had previously been on Airbnb. So that person knew about it. Mm -hmm. And he was, he was someone that travels himself. So he wasn't someone that has, you know, always lived in the same spot and can't imagine working abroad. Mm. So he already had a little bit of that mindset that, okay, this, yeah, this will make sense. They have systems in place. I did, you know, talk a little bit about it and it helped a little to have my proof of, you know what, I've been doing this. Mm. This is, it's working with my other ones Mm -hmm. just to make them feel a little more comfortable. So that, that did help me, um, with that far away one. Okay. So then, but you have to physically once you know, that conversation is had and then there's interest. Do you have to fly out and like sign any documents or does that all happen online? Um, we did end up doing the documents online, but yeah, I, I just wanted to walk through myself because there's, yeah. as you know, if you walk through a house, yeah, it might Absolutely. look one way online and yeah. through the pictures, but there's just, you know, a lot of little negotiations, making mm. sure there's 
a warranty involved, um, mm -hmm. just some fine tuning. But as far as the contract, yeah, most of that was just done verbally and, and okay. online. So how does that work? So you sign a long-term lease. Um, for, for this one, I did. Okay. For this one, I did. And, and the smaller ones too. Okay. So you sign a long-term lease. You basically become a tenant slash kind of property manager, you know, like I know you're I handling more of a turnover than like, you know, I have rentals, which I manage. Mm -hmm. um, and eventually I want to hand them to property managers. So I don't have to hear the excuses and all the stories and deal with everything. But you, on the other hand, do deal with that, right? You you have direct contact with the people that are coming in and out, or do you have a team that does that? I do, I do. Um, but yeah, I'm kind of in the hospitality business. Yeah, I, totally. I do reach out to them and, you know, I check to see uh, what temperature they might want the pool heated to, wow. or I can, you know, offer to make sure the temperature in the house is just right before they get there. Would they like some red wine or white wine when they get in? Oh, so God. trying to do a step above what maybe a hotel would do. But I mean, all of that is just on the phone. I don't even, it's usually through the app. So gotcha. it's, yeah, but I, yeah. So I feel like it's maybe a step above a property manager. For yeah, some reason, uh, I, I felt offended at first. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to offend no, you. No, no, no. Uh, I'm trying to grasp um, what it's like. But yeah, that that's definitely not an accurate label. Um, because but, Yeah, but it is. But it is. It well, is. Only I, it from totally the perspective sense. of the investor. So the investor is not worrying. about The one who owns the property is not thinking about the property anymore because you are now the tenant. But in Correct. a way, you're managing the property for him, right? You're making sure things don't break and things are still where they are whenever he drops in. Um, so in a loose way, not like I'm defining a property manager, but from, from anyway. From um, lack of better words, yes, yes a property yes. manager. From one guy's perspective, you, you may be a property manager. But um, I love how you mentioned that you are in the hospitality business because it, it's interesting to, you know, think of ourselves as real estate investors and people often think, you know, the sticks and bricks and I buy and I sell um, or I rent or, you know, you're flipping and that's about it, right? People only know about that. Um, when we started to get more education about it, then we start to learn about wholesaling and owner finance and creative financing and all these different aspects to real estate. There are many, many, many ways to slice, mm -hmm. um, you know, the strategies and um, real estate investing, but this one is so intriguing because in and of itself, it has many ways that you can handle it, right? Like I said, there's the smaller ones, you know, like a studio apartment in New York City or, you know, a, a three bedroom in Dallas, you know, whereas this is like another animal in and of itself within the Airbnb space. So, um, yeah, I, I really appreciate how you do it and, and how you've you've recognized it as a hospitality, you know, serve and 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 um, benefit the clients, you know, through experience, um, you know, and taking it to the next level because it's really doing wonders for that industry, you know, what you and your partners and your business is doing, because, you know, although I'm an investor in a in a hotel. Um, I appreciate what they do 
when I'm there. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. they treat everyone like royalty. Um, and for you, it's on a different level, but still it's the same thing, right? It's the same, hosp uh, you know, hospitality. It's still the same attention to detail, um, relationships and all that stuff. But you're doing it on a, I'm trying to compare it to the hotel that we have where it's people in rooms, right? Mm -hmm. That are coming in and then there's a front desk, whereas you you know, there's no front desk. They come into the house and they feel like they have ownership for a weekend or a week. Like this is our house. Let's let's play <laughs> pretend, right? Right. So, yeah, and, and you are up. kind of the the dream maker, right? Where you're like, I'm going to orchestrate something so you feel like you are a baller and you own this house, <laughs> right? Exactly. That is so cool. So, um. Can you talk about that? I had no idea we were going to sort of go down this road, but like talk a bit about, you know, the hospitality aspect of it. And it was a long sure. way for me to get there. Sorry, I was really long-winded on that one. No, I, that, was a, that was a joy to listen to, Eric. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so the hospitality, so here's the beauty of it. There's, it can be almost completely hands-off. So like my ones in Texas, I have it set up to where, someone asks a question, there's an automatic response. And it's it's not so robotic where it sounds, it's still hospitality. It's just not my unique answer unless mm. there's something that they, they're asking specifically. Um, so it can be completely automated where someone can come and go and I don't really even know about it except for money shows up. Mm. Um, with this one, I do feel like an extra little touch, especially especially in the beginning of something where you you want and you need those five stars, mm. and just getting feedback. Yeah. Getting feedback is is crucial and so important, and wanting to know what they think, um, not just to get the five stars, but how can I make it better? What's maybe something that they experienced at an, another property that you can add or tweak, um, and they help you know, help the ships sail smoothly sometimes if something, you know, they observed something that you didn't know before. But yeah, like I said, they getting the temperature right for them or setting up pool heat if if there's an option to check in early. Um, so just so many little things that you can, little touches. And by doing that and building that rapport, if something does happen on the tail end, like I just had someone leave and for some, it was a guy's group. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> anyway, there was some rocks in the pool for some reason. Oh, wow. So it could be a very uncomfortable conversation. But because yeah. I had done so many little touches and, you know, checked on them and try to make it a perfect mm -hmm. stay, when I had to approach um, him just on on the the app, I just said, oh, my, my cleaner noticed this. And yeah, that cleaner is the most important. Um, yeah. How, you know, how do you want to, how do you want to handle that? Or how do you want to pay for this extra yeah. pool cleaning or yeah. whatever it was? And he gladly just sent me some money, like easy, like within so, so many hours. Is that in the uh, agreement? You know, when they, when they sign up that there's a certain amount of money or you guys determine that? on your own um so there's definitely some strategy to that <laughs> okay uh our our group and and personally i don't do a security deposit 
because mm-hmm. I feel like it's sometimes um, people have some resistance to it. And if you need to get that security deposit, sometimes it can be a battle mm. and proving yourself and within a timely manner and all yeah. of this stuff. So there's other ways. Um, feel free to feel free. To, anyone can message me, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. Reach anyone wants to, to reach out and have some what, questions. Yeah. What is your email that people could reach out to you? Um, you can reach out to me at Annie at Paradise Valley Castle. There you go. Com. Awesome. Um, but yes, hospitality. That's so that's what made it easy. Yeah. Reaching out after the fact because they know you're you're wanting the best for them and you're and you are doing extra for them. So would you after would you recommend to people who are thinking about getting into this business um to have sort of a background or to expect that, you know, you're, you're, you're jumping into the hospitality industry kind of. Hmm. Um, did you know that going in? I didn't really. Um, I mean, but my, my background is, is school counseling and counseling. So I, I do enjoy pieces of that, at least when things are going well, (laughs) I enjoy the setup for good things to happen in the rapport building Uh, a little less with the confrontation (laughs) if something does occur, because with my smaller ones, I mean, something, something's going to happen eventually. Um, I can actually gladly say we've had no major issues. And I've, I initially got onto Facebook groups for all of these short terminals and I had to, um, disengaged from them because it was just negative, negative, like all these horrible stories. And I'm very much a mindset. I'm not like, I don't want to even let that in. And we've had great situations. And if something did happen, it's been pretty minor and it was able to be handled. So how good is Airbnb um, as far as vetting? you know, people that are coming through. Do you do a um, I've check? actually been really impressed with Airbnb. Um, Airbnb with, and I have more experience with them, with my smaller ones, and more experience with HomeAway with my luxury. Okay, so HomeAway is, is a competitor to Airbnb? Correct. Yeah, yeah HomeAway, VRBO. Okay. Canada stays. There's, there's uh, the tons. There's gotcha. tons out there. But gotcha. I would say HomeAway and Airbnb are probably the top, the top one. Okay. Uh, Airbnb, uh, especially in early on, some people will say don't host people that don't have a review. Um, I actually do <laughs> because most people, I mean, it's still new enough where a lot of people just don't have any experience. Um, and I would say probably 95% of my new ones have no problems at all. Yeah they're very sweet and they're understanding and they're new to it and they follow the rules. And part of that is being very like explaining your rules and, and those touches up front help. Um, But there's been two, maybe three times that Airbnb I've accepted somebody and Airbnb either a few hours later says, Oh, this has been canceled. We saw something that we didn't like. Wow. You know, they they're no longer part of Airbnb so they kind of have your back I was very impressed because 
I, like I said, I'm not the researcher. I'm not doing extra checks on these people. I'm yeah. trusting the system. And, and I do, I trust people. Mm-hmm. Um, and usually that works out for me. I yeah. do trust people. Um, but it's nice that that's, you know, that's their job. Yeah. Make sure it's safe. I'm looking at your place here and, and, and I'm starting to think about a different type of business to add on to it. Just yeah. thinking like, what if you had luxury cars in the garage <laughs> right did you did you see the the jaguar um, in that yeah, picture i just noticed it and i'm like because there's a there's a company that does that right down the around the corner from my place and you know there's there's lamborghinis and ferraris and you yeah know how much what if you partnered with someone to say hey park your you know i think this 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 person might be interested just put one in there and then and then take it away while they're there and they're like hey, <laughs> how much is that yeah <laughs> right yeah make it nice and easy for them yeah yeah i could leave the keys here the last guy rented it you know for blah blah yeah. the day, you know? <laughs> i uh, that's a great idea. That's a great idea. There might be some liability that might scare me off from afar, well, but well, that I've, wouldn't be your business. It would yeah. be the luxury we, car guy. He's we, you're just getting a piece of it. Yeah. So in our on our like our home away site, we do mention like different ideas, like hire a chef, mm. um, and so we can give out information. And we provide it, but we gotcha. we don't have it monetized to where if okay. you do this. We'll get a cut. Yeah, we'll get a cut. <laughs> but no, I, and we do have a like a link to. I forgot what it was. It was, but it was. Um, let me let me look at my phone. It it was like Airbnb for cars. Do you know what it is? No. Turo. T U R O. Okay. So you no, can. It's like car car share. Yeah, yeah. So That's I cool. did. Uh, someone saw that in my um, on my profile and asked me about it and this is like one of the links I told them about Turo and you can, you know, you can rent uh, a Tesla for the weekend. Right. Wouldn't that be fun? Just, just for the weekend, live a life of luxury. When I stay at your place, I'm renting a Tesla. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Um, But yeah, that is awesome. There's so many ways to compliment your business um, and form, you know, business right so um i'm actually having a a group um for those of you that do masterminds and and have excursions or or maybe even uh i think there was a real estate group that was having like with their high members like a celebration where they'll go on trips so we've had those kind of groups like checking it out and wanting to go out there um but like I said, we're having a group uh, go out there in April as like a celebration, like a mastermind. So I really like that kind of thing. And I'm thinking yeah. with even with my life coach group, mm-hmm. like going out there with um, just like a, a health mindset retreat. Yeah. Just resetting. Absolutely. So many possibilities. It's yeah, so amazing. many possibilities. You know, I have I have various networking groups um, and one of them would definitely benefit. Um, they always have in the same two to three locations, but I'm sure they'd love to add, you know, Scottsdale, Arizona to what, what are some of the landmarks? They like, what's the most, you know, desired place in that area that people often. So the main thing that people go for is golfing. Okay. That is the, the main thing. Um, I do know in terms, in terms of families and stuff, I think they're getting like a great wolf lodge out there maybe this year. But yes, their key thing is golf. I do think 
uh, in the next year or two, I believe the Super Bowl will be there. Whoa, that is huge. I know. Oh, I know. Goodness. Yeah. So Could you, like, pretty much double the. Oh, you the, can't the imagine. Oh, <laughs> you can't <God>. imagine. <laughs> wow. That is unreal. Yes. How perfect is that? When you found that out, I mean, you must have been doing cartwheels. <laughs> well, you know what? We'll see if my landlord uh, <laughs> ups yeah. it that year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, geez, Louise. Can you imagine your landlord's like, I actually want to stay there uh, rent-free. Yes. Do you Get realize how much here. money we can make? Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, so, yeah, Annie, I took up so much of your time just because there's so much to learn. And um, I feel like we only scratched the surface. But, that was um, fun, Eric. So yeah, fun. So yeah, I'm so glad we finally got to do this because we've been talking about it for years. Um, and um, your life coaching business, you, you want to mention that as well? Um, yeah, I just just briefly, it's just AnnieMHenderson.com. Check it out. Um, I, due to my background with school counseling and education and also counseling adolescents, um, uh a parent empowerment coach. Um, if you're needing some, you know, guidance with, with parenting, because I've, with the adolescents that came to me, there was so much that I was like, oh, if only they knew when they were younger, like some important steps with like technology, chores, boundaries, rules, just some stuff that I feel like every parent, if they knew their, their teen years would be so much smoother. Oh, okay. So I didn't know that that business um, handled like adolescent coaching. So the the parents um, more for parents. Okay, for the parents. Okay. My yeah, with my LPC, I I had um, okay. I was a counselor for adolescents and stuff. But, gotcha, gotcha. But yes, the business, but, you don't handle that aspect. Um, that's not what I'm what I'm aiming for. Gotcha. So gotcha. definitely moms moms mostly but yeah. yeah any any parents or adults wanting to work on on mindset and yeah because as you know and and it was amazing when i got into being an entrepreneur in real estate mm-hmm. how much mindset work is oh my goodness. is focused on it's key it's key this is like, a question <laughs> this is exactly what i was going to bring up here toward the tail end here is that um we have a segment now called uh, recipe for success. Um, and, you know, it's a question, basically it's uh, what's your recommended blend of like a- activities and habits and strategies that you feel, you know, once combined make up a recipe for success, you know, like, so Gary V has, you know, be hustle, you know, hustle and, and be humble or Tony Robbins is like mindset and massive action. You know, so what are your two things, you know, when they're put together that you recommend to the audience? Oh, I'm on the spot. Yeah, I'm <laughs> on sorry. The spot. I, I got to no, put this in okay. the interview. You know, question. I know, I know. Um, I really enjoyed the book, um, Miracle Morning. Have mm. you read it? Yeah, of course. Nice and short, long. short and sweet. I yeah. am all about starting your morning off right mm. with, with mindset, yeah. um, making sure, and then knocking out all those things. So I'm an early bird, so mm. it's pretty easy for me, but you know, getting in some, some mindset and exercise and a little bit of reading and all the good stuff where 
once it's done in that small chunk in the day, I already feel so much more accomplished than most people because I'm like, check, check, check. I'm good. I'm feeling really good. And you feel really pumped and already successful like before a lot of people are awake. Absolutely. Yeah. When I read that book, it changed my life. Yeah. Um, and something about getting her up early and, and with the little one, it's it's tough because, you know, uh, need more sleep because they're up all night. Mm-hmm. But the times when I do do it, um, you really feel like, you know, a king or queen waking up yes. and seeing the sunrise and mm-hmm. just something different about when everyone else is asleep and you're accomplishing That's things. That's your time. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. <laughs> you know, even if you're not a morning person, you know, finding the time um, exactly. to yourself mm-hmm. you know, with affirmations and, um, you know, you're just working on yourself is key. Um, so that's your, yeah, that's great advice. I, what were your two? I, I, it's, you've probably said it before many episodes, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. Mindset is, is absolutely number one. Um, because without that, you know, that f- you don't have a foundation to build on, right? Mm-hmm. All mm-hmm. you need is one little crack, you know, somebody coming around and saying, that's not going to work. And if your mindset isn't strong, it's all going to crumble. Yeah. Um, for me, it's also networking and following up. So those are hand in hand. It's like, if you don't network and build relationships with people, how are you going to do business, right? How are you going to have clients? How are you going to make any sort of money and build build anything if you don't have people around you um, that want to do business with you and help you? Um, that's been critical for me, you know, relationships and building my network and my teams of people that I know, love, and trust, you know? So, um, yeah, that's, that's, that's mine. Thanks for asking. Those are good. Yeah, <laughs> those are great. I'm going to really um, think about that second one. I got to work on that myself. Well, but that's what we did. We, when we went to those courses, it was a network mostly, right? I'd say yes. like 5% it was networking. It was. Right. When we were at a class, and, and our heads, you know, our eyes were just spinning. Um, it was always a fire hose of information. Um, meeting you and having those really posh dinners, like like we were at a big ball wedding, right? It was uh-huh. very fun. And we, you and I wouldn't even be listening to whoever was on stage talking. Um, <laughs> and we would just be eating and having having a good time and, you know, just forming that sort of bond with people. You know, I yeah. met people through that. That makes it um, worth it. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um, but yeah, Annie, thanks so much for devoting time today and and talking to me and our audience about you what are you do and your so story. welcome, Eric. Thanks yeah. for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so people can reach you at Annie. Um, what, what was your email again? I, don't want to I have several. Yeah, uh, there's for, for Paradise Valley, it is... Annie at paradisevalleycastle.com. Okay. And they can get in touch with you if they want to check out the property or Definitely. they want a little mindset coach type of stuff or just, you know, get them get a little bit more about your story because I don't think we covered nearly <laughs> as much as we could have, even though we've been talking for over an hour. Um, there's so much more to learn about you and, um, you know, people can definitely reach out to you and um, maybe maybe they'll be in your your mindset coaching group at, at um, Paradise Valley. Mastermind in Paradise Valley. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sign me up. I'm, I'm oh, going to pull in with my Tesla. Yes. <laughs> Bring the Tesla. <laughs> I love it, Eric. But yeah, yeah. Thanks again. And, um, you know, we'll talk soon. All right. Talk soon. Thanks, Eric. 
That's it for now, folks. If you'd like to stay in touch with the show, you can contact me directly at eric at onairbrands.com. That's eric, E-R-I-K, at onairbrands.com. And if you aren't already subscribed to the show, you can find us on iTunes, Spotify, or any other podcast platform. And please recommend us to one or two people in your circle. That will go a long, long way to growing our community. Also, if you could rate us on iTunes, just take a moment uh, to give us five stars. And if they have more stars, give all of them. We'd greatly appreciate you for that. And always, always like, subscribe, and share, share, share this show on social media. We'd love you for that as well. And if you have any ideas or want to hear something on a future show, please hit us up. Maybe you have a question for one of my guests or you want to uh, tell a story, a success story. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. You can do that, especially if you're on the Anchor platform. You can leave us a voice message. We'd love to incorporate you and your voice on a future episode. Once again, folks, thanks again for listening to the Entrepreneur Circle. Please like, subscribe, and share, share, share. I am Eric Cabral, and as always, remember, your network is your net worth. So get in the circle.